Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Great British Design Podcast. Hello, welcome back. We are we're here, the ninth episode of our little podcast we do. Uh, I hope everyone is well and still coping, although we are getting closer to being let outside properly. Fingers so crossed. Good. Yeah, we're getting there. Not um, in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay, I may have just lost some viewers, but that's fine. Uh, but this week, we're going to talk about all the different sort of softwares that a product designer may use in their work, what things we covered at university and other sort of things that are around that sort of topic. So first things first, I'll start with Andy. Oh, what have God. you been up to this week? Uh, hello, not a lot, uh, honestly. Uh, so last week, you might remember, I had a little, I, I said about my new little project, uh, about a T basketball hoop T flinging in mechanism situation. Uh, so yes. I've looked into that a little bit, uh, not as much as I would have liked. Um, but I'm thinking about doing it like a catapult mechanism, like a mangonel. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I like history and I think it'd be really cool. But, this is getting more and more ridiculous, but I love like oh, it. Oh, it is, it is. <laughs> I listened back to the oh, last dear. one earlier, and I was so hyped. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like the base idea. I'm, what 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 I'm thinking as I as I listened back to that one earlier is maybe just do a simple coaster with a backboard or a clip-on backboard situation first, and then when that one's done, think about this now that's turning you, you into a big the, project you whip, whip out the v2 that's it that's it yeah. v, v i think that's a good idea because otherwise just i think get something started and done yeah and it's just can... getting it's getting crazy so i think i'm yeah. gonna do that first um, every day yeah, the you... mechanism gets more and more complex and more exactly and more you don't you don't want this to turn into a uh certain desk tidy project <laughs> tidy, yeah <laughs> but it's soon... supposed to be a little short project so you mean like the simple the, one with no mechanisms? Yeah, the simple really one-week project, yeah. <laughs> it's the all simple one-week project with form. no no research. <laughs> but no, well, my, my, like, my tea bags that we're doing like parkour off the walls and stuff before it goes in. <laughs> It'll be like one of those videos where they like throw a, a table tennis ball into a pan and it bounces off like things. <laughs> That'll be your tea bag in the end. Yeah, you know, it's got like the <laughs> like the ten glasses upside down. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh so that yeah, be. so that's that be that's good. been my week. More uh recollection that I need to scale it back a little bit. Um and my other thing is I'm I really want to get up early again. It's not really design related, but I'm struggling. Uh because I give myself so so much to do like when i get up early i'm 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 going to do this this and this and this and then I, I i i wake up look at my phone and i'm like nope and then i go back to bed whereas like starting for the next month i'm going i am i am going to try and just just get up that's it just get up early nothing i'm funny more. you say that cuz i'm doing i've decided to do exactly the same thing now yeah. as well 
try and get up early. Well, maybe we... Can, we can text each other in the morning. That's it. Make sure. Why don't we make this a pact between the three of us and we'll check in next week and see how what's happened? Has this gone? Same, mine was the first day today. <laughs> yeah, we all <laughs> would like to do this. I think. Um, um, what have time? you guys? Right, what I want to get up at five thirty. Oh what? Jesus Christ! I got up yeah. at six thirty. Um, I could get up at six probably. Yeah, I think it's five thirty is the goal, but it's a long way off yet. Because my alarm now is at half six, then I lay in bed till eight. Yes, that's exactly what I do. So I wake up very early to lay in bed for an hour and a half. So, Mm -hmm. but if I just got out of bed at half six, that'd be quite nice actually. But that's the aim. Um, have you guys sort of tried to do this before? Do you have any quick tips that might help? I've I have before. I used to do it constantly, and and honestly, in the summer it isn't that bad, um, mm. because once you're up, like, well, at least at least for me, once I'm out of bed, it's absolutely fine. So when it's when it's the summer, it isn't cold. You you just you, you just get up, you're up. Whereas the winter, it's still freezing cold, and and you just get up and you're like, oh, I just you know, just want to sit in bed. So like, you get up and you do whatever you need to do, and you end up going back to bed. Yeah, um, that's yeah. The, it should that's be getting a lot game. easier. It's getting brighter in the mornings. And... So I think if you nail it during the summer, when it gets back to next winter, you'll still be in the routine, right? There's no mm. way you, you don't got this. I mean, I was last year, and then they hit us with the lockdown. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> ruined and it, just... didn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Well, I guess we'll um we'll check in next week, see yeah. how many days it took us, to, how many days out of the seven that we may have failed. Yeah. But I realised I didn't give any tips. Just try it in the summer. Just, no, that was a tip. You you just, just do it during the summer. If you, you want, just don't try it in, winter. in the winter. Wait six months. <laughs> if you don't do it by the summer, you're screwed. Just wait yeah. a year. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, Nick, what have you yeah. been doing this week? Um, well, 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 wow. well. Um, I got a new job hey. the last week, Yay. so um, new job should be good, and still allowed to do freelance work on the side, which is nice. Bit of a negotiation, but um, they seem happy with it as long as it's not within the same industry, and. Uh, that's that's leading on to why I want to wake up early as well because my new hours are eight till four thirty, and me. I cycle to work so that's like a thirty forty minute cycle, and then I have the same kind of mentality of I want to get all this stuff done, and when I get home from work or even in the evening like I just I can't do it I I, I just end up putting it aside and not doing it so I thought if I can just do these things in the morning and they're just things like read a book like I want to read. I want to read more. I want to sketch every day and things like that. So it's just kind of like simple things that I can do for like 20 minutes in the morning and I don't need to really think about it. So that's kind of what I want to do waking up early, just kind of read, sketch, whether that's all, it could also just be an audio book or something like that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's been pretty exciting. I've been um, kind of doing some more research into the company and what my roles would be and... Um, gonna do the contract but yeah anyway and i've done a little bit of work on the old desk organizer a little bit still what was supposed to be like a three hour 
project has turned into a long, long five-week project. Yeah. But it's also... The project's evolving now, okay? The project's changing a bit because Uh, I'm now thinking that I want to take this into work with me. So I've got more space because originally I had like a... I had constraints of like, okay, it's got to fit under my monitor because I have a small desk at home. So I had that, like, how high it could be. And now I'm like, well, I'm going... I'm going to have a nice big desk. Let's kind of swap it up maybe and... um, change the constraints and you can have two i could do two i, mean, I could do two take to one first but, but you yeah. could do two. i've not even done one yet so let's <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so it's it's changing but we'll see we'll see and um that's that's kind of about it for me really it's just been um sorting out all the paperwork i didn't had an interview last week and that was fun that's good fun for an interview i know it was more of just like a nice casual conversation for three hours so yeah, was, gonna say. Like, so how did a long interview how did your it freelance chat go with them because when you texted us i got i got the impression that they were letting you have like i don't know a half day on one of the days to do your freelance stuff oh, i didn't no. i didn't realize that they were actually against you doing what you want in your free time that sounds yeah, well, strange their only reservation was mainly just that they don't want me working like eight hours and then come home and then do like another eight hours and then I don't actually have any time to relax essentially. They say that their HR gets on them quite hard about making sure their staff actually have downtime and actually relax. So mm-hmm. that was kind of their only reservation. Like if I was to come home and do you know, eight hours of work and then not get a lot of sleep, that would also yeah i'll be tired and it would affect my kind of roles for them which i guess is the priority Hmm, that's quite interesting um, that that was kind of the only reservation and as long as i'm not working for any competitive companies or anything that's another another thing i mean that one that one makes sense yeah that makes sense of course and they they quizzed me quite hard they're like you're definitely not working for these companies are you it's like i'm definitely not okay Um, like what more can i say (laughs) like i don't work for them and uh treating you like you're a spy or something. <laughs> honestly yeah. like they wanted to show me around like the showroom and everything and before they did they had to get my like, confirmation like three times they're like just just checking you definitely don't do you I was like, no i i definitely it's not changed from <laughs> from two minutes ago i definitely don't work there you know i definitely don't work in any of these companies you're fine don't worry uh but that was interesting quite funny <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. What about you, Harry? Um, I I've got back into trying to have some sort of organised exercise schedule. Uh, trying mm-hmm. to mix it up from what I had been doing the past lockdowns because I was just not doing it because I'd been doing the same thing. It for gets a year. boring. <laughs> yeah, with a, no equipment basically. So I'm trying to get back into that, which is it feels really good actually. I feel like I've had a lot more energy this week because of it. Um, That's good. Yeah. Uh, as for the 3D printer project, it's I've done little design work on it this week because I'm actually waiting to get paid to then buy all the components for the next part of assembly. Spend all your monies. Yeah, spend yeah. It all as soon as it comes in. The <laughs> classic. 
Um, but I'm going to do the X and Y assemblies. That's like all the, the motors and belts and stuff. I'm going to put those together, make sure it all works, which will be nice. Um, and then I was also, I 3D printed something. Uh, when was this? Must have been Monday or Tuesday. Um, and the quality was just not even close to where it used to be. So I decided to like fully strip down my 3D printer entirely, uh, do a deep clean of all the parts and, and stuff. Mm. I actually wanted to do a like a change out of like the nozzle and some other bits. I can't find those parts where I put them a year ago or two years ago oh, no. anywhere. So I might have to buy some of those as well. Um, but I did, did like a full like almost service of the printer. And it seems, well, it looks clean now, we'll see. But what I actually decided to do as well was uh, update the firmware because mm-hmm. I hadn't done that since I got it. And I got it in three years ago now, probably. Two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, ah, oh, that's probably some new firmware. And there has been. It was only a few months ago in the newest firmware. So I decided to do that. But it is an absolute nightmare to do. Oh, oh, so I had really? my three printer and mm. bits on my desk for like two days as well. I just couldn't I couldn't find the right way to do it. And it was another one of those things like when you're because I'm not really good at like programming stuff, like it was one of those things where you're like trying to like compile this code and then it just has an error and it says like this error, which I'm sure to some people is very obvious what it means, but then that's like an hour of Googling what the hell do I do <laughs> to this error. Um but yeah, it just happened to be that the CR10 Mini, which I have, is one of the ones which is l- like less um, sort of covered in terms of like support. So I had to go mm. back in the archives to get some of the um, the actual firmware files for that, which was a bit of a pain. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yesterday I actually got it all back up and running, and, and is so this week I actually think I'm gonna. Um, dial in the settings again get a and 3 print some upgrades for bits and pieces um and maybe just buy a few upgrade bits because it's stuff i never did when i got it um so i'm thinking i'm going to do that and get that good to go and then i guess start when i'm happy with it again i'll start 3d printing all the parts for the printer i'm making um just because right now I don't know what had happened, I'd, but I've been moving it around the house all sorts, so was, <laughs> I, I guess it just needed a full like reconfiguration sort of thing. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of that's bits that took some time. Outside of that, I've um, I I do some leatherwork stuff, and I I want to try and get back into doing that more. Try and potentially sell some stuff on my website. That sounds good. Or, or at least on Etsy. I don't really I haven't really decided yet, but I sort of mm-hmm. want to get back onto that. Uh, yep. That's a really nice sort of because uh, I'd been feeling burnt out a bit, uh, or at least I wasn't wasn't really slowing down. I was working enough, but I wasn't really having a break. And I find the leather working stuff a really nice thing to do. That's completely unplugged, and I can just sort of chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's, that's there's no technology doing. involved, is it? You're yeah, just kind of I, I just, yeah, I, just, I, just put on, <clears throat> I just put on yeah. some music and then just make some stuff, and it's really relaxing and nice. So. Um, I feel like that's pretty necessary sometimes, especially when I'm sat in this chair for my work hours and then I sit here <laughs> designing stuff on my free time. Like, I think it's one of mm-hmm. those things that I just sometimes... Yeah, I didn't realise it, but I, I need to sort of uh, switch off at some point. So that's what I've sort of been doing, I guess. Just, oh, that sounds good. Ooh. And what I plan to do next week is that. Yeah. 
That's ideal. Yeah, so shall we go we into jump our topic? In. Yeah. Jump into the topic of the week. Topic, of, topic week. of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We um, will make a jingle. Yeah, no, I'm not making it. I'm not asking my friend to make it either. See, something, <laughs> something that I did see at this week is mm-hmm. there's this there's this bacon show that's stolen our intro. It's really weird. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Great British Bake Off. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. We're nine episodes deep and someone's already copied us. I think we might have to um, <laughs> sue them. Sue them. Yeah, yeah. Start, start writing someone up, Nick, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse um, me. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to start on our on our little topic here? You go. You go. go. Oh me. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. Down good. the bottom. <laughs> um. So we're going to sort of talk about what <clears throat> softwares you might encounter when you're doing some design work. Some. Uh, pr- primarily, we'll start with a basis of what we used at uni. It's a pretty good covering of all the sort of topics and things you might be asked to do. This probably won't cover some of the very niche sort of design softwares. Um, this is going to be generally for what, what you might be asked to use for some product design, potentially engineering side of stuff, because I'm probably going to cover some things that I used on my masters as well. Um, but I guess we just jump straight in and we'll, we'll talk about the sort of areas of uh, design that different softwares are used. So um, yeah. to, to kick that off, I'll Sounds just do a little good. list of these sort of topics and then we can go into more detail to each one. But we start with 2D yeah, design I softwares. Yeah, I think that's good because that's where that was one of our first lectures, I believe was on the drawing tables and you know you had your your two different pencils and your your big ruler and your uh, oh, yeah. little sub rulers and yeah also so, I mean, having to draw 2d design generally drawings. for just pure technical drawings i mean yes. realistically oh. not i don't know how many companies these days actually will use stuff like autocad to do their full technical drawings as they're all linked to 3d modeling softwares now um, but I believe you, do you use um, AutoCAD and things like that, Andy, for things that aren't just technical drawings? I do, yeah. I do use them for layout layout plans, yeah. mainly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a big, I work in a warehouse, so big layout of the warehouse, and then I'll have a certain section that I'll need a layout plan for, and then you just get sizes of whatever things and, yeah, make a new make a new layout. Yeah. yeah, so things like that, and also things like well, like very simple components, something like a shaft, or something f- could very easily be done on a two D uh, drawing because it is a shaft from side on looks like a square, and mm. you know things like that were very simple like shapes. Um, think that sort of thing that actually like uh, what are they call sorry, machinists and things like that would actually potentially prefer. Well, maybe not prefer, but um, that's the sort of thing I can, can imagine they still use those in those industries, which is like I, I believe it's things. still quite widely used in architecture as well. Yeah, oh, architecture. Yeah, yeah. I'd they also does, um, for example, with Google SketchUp. Does that 
can you get technical drawings from that? I think it's a plug-in. So I think you use Sketchbook, uh, SketchUp, and I think it's like an AutoCAD plugin, which you then like export to. So yeah. whatever you've made, it will then make. The so it does the same as the 3D modeling softwares. So yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't imagine they'd still fully draw out everything in AutoCAD mm. from scratch. I I just feel like it. Probably <laughs> yeah. be if they're making a 3D model up, as well. Right. Yeah. If, they, if they're already making the 3D model, it would all be linked there. But, mm. but yeah, I didn't actually know that. But yeah, I do know. I know um, architects use different software to design, uh, art, like our sort of design anyway, because they yeah. always use yeah. SketchUp and they, they used it all the way through third and fourth year at uni. Mm. They were using Google SketchUp, I believe. So yeah. Um, Our favorite software. <laughs> we will go from 2D to 3D, which is obviously anyone probably who's done any sort of design um, from sixth form up will have used some 3D modeling software. Um, and that's you're pr- pretty much the, the bread and butter. That's what we spend 80% of our time in, um, yeah. doing these, doing 3D models of everything. Uh, so we actually we use Creo, which is a PTC param- parametric Creo, yeah. which is, um, is it Autodesk? Still, um, it might be. I, Creo. I don't think it's. No, um, I don't think so. No, is it it's not, it's not part of their group? Um, I don't know. Oh, what's it called? I, I can't remember the the owner unless you Google it quickly. But um, oh, I don't know. No, I don't I think, think it's. The same. But it used to be called Pro Engineer, Pro, Pro Engineer, E. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that's what we used. But there's mm. plenty out there. I think we'll go more in detail into those when the differences between them a bit later. But um. Mm. It's pretty well, we, bog standard. We, I, like all the three D modeling softwares are very similar, and they do all yeah. the same stuff, aren't they? Mm, we said I know we started off using Sketch uh, SketchUp, didn't we? Mm-hmm. When we were first kind of getting into three D modeling, and um, you know, we I I we didn't get on with it too well, but it's still you can still do a lot, and and you can do it in the browser, which is quite interesting. So it's very different to. Mm. It's the others. Not mm. thing is, it isn't for what we used it for. Like, not many. No. Like, I don't know because the way it works, it you wouldn't really be able to do like three D printing off of that. I don't think. Or be there's a lot more steps behind it because you're not making a solid object. You're mm-hmm. making a load of surfaces that are hollow. Um, so it's one of those things that it, it wasn't really how like. It wasn't really that useful for us, but it was just mm. like an introduction to any sort of 3D software, I guess, yeah. for us. It's pretty, it was very basic to understand, wasn't it? Just kind of yeah. draw, draw a line, make it yeah, 3D. Yeah. It's difficult when you then try and do a pair of glasses on it. I, when you... <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> that, was, that was tough. That was tough. Yeah, I, was I, I have seen a lot of like woodworkers still use SketchUp. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, mean, I, like... I mean, the stuff when you're like, you've got a block and you're just doing like straight yeah. cuts out of it, things like that. That's what I meant. That's what I was trying to go mm. up by, like machinists, things like that. Like these yeah, very sure. basic shapes where you can, you get, you get like a, a rectangle, make mm. it whatever a 3D rectangle is called, and then you know <laughs> that's sort of like very easy to get what their sort of base materials would be, and there's a lot less of like complex shapes being done from those sort of stuff mm. like for woodwork and things 
which so makes sense they would still use that rather than using a, a pretty intense solid works or creo yeah, sure. or whatever mm-hmm. yeah although i'd still recommend that they do make the make the jump i mean they say, point, yeah you know, they, they've like... got a lot more tools at their at their hands if they use the different yeah, software yeah. you've got a lot more options yeah and uh, i mean did we use any other 3d software I think in so. terms of like parametric modeling so I I have used Katir a bit and I use SolidWorks for work mm-hmm. um, I guess some people model on Blender these days which is a free software mm-hmm. um, is that similar but, to SketchUp how you, how you model closer, it? I've never modeled anything it's I closer to everything. SketchUp yeah it's close to SketchUp it's very different to how like Creo regular parametric 3D modeling softwares work because all of those work mm. in the same sort of way but this one is a lot more um, surface based mm. so yeah no it is it's similar to those yeah. sort of things but it's not like for example it's a lot harder to like model to a certain dimension in Blender it's a lot less yeah. for that it's a lot more for like the aesthetic shapes and stuff mm-hmm. um Obviously, you can model it to like certain sizes, but it's just so much more fiddly. Whereas the whole yeah. thing behind the other parametric software is it's every single thing you model, you can dimension it perfectly how you like in a sketch mm-hmm. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can um, yeah. go back through the tree later on, can't you? Yeah. Say if you've yeah, been yeah. working on this model for days, you can go back to your very first sketch. And yeah. if you've done it, if you've modeled it, if you've modeled it well. Hopefully everything should update with no errors, right? But um, hopefully, hopefully. Like I mean, at uni, I mean, it was just error after error after error. Same, but, um... Yeah, that happens when uh, <laughs> you have two people working on the same thing that do it differently. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that still happens at work, not just at uni. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much all the three D softwares. There's a couple more that like. Especially ones we used at uni, you know. Uh, they're the ones we used at uni. There was mm. more that the uni had, like they had Rhino, and uh, there was another three D modeling software they had, but they were not really for any sort of engineering or design. Like I said they were a mm. mo- lot more sort of sculpting or three um, D shape generating for other stuff rather than actual engineering or making accurately sized parts or functional parts. Um, mm. I mean, there's, there's, we we could sit here and sit talk about <laughs> for hours all the different 3D modeling softwares, but there's <laughs> there's about four that are actually used in in industries. Is the thing, isn't it? So, um, another yeah. one we use, and another sort of software, um, which is well, it's not really similar to 2D because when we talk about 2D design softwares, that is basically technical drawings. It's 2D line drawings with dimensions and and all things like that. Whereas the other one we used was we did a lot of digital sketching. So it is mm-hmm. 2D sketching, but it's not the same as a technical drawing. These are, you know, like you're drawing on a piece of paper trying to make something look good or anything like that. We used uh, Sketchbook Pro, Sketchbook. I believe, at uni. Yeah. That's, that's what we used for our drawing. Yep. Um, it's still a pretty decent software now, I think. Yeah, it's it's very good software. I, I, I think it used to be better, though, when we used it because... Um, it's now it's free. It's no longer vector based. Oh, it's really? pixel based. Yeah, mm. it used to oh. be vector based. So, and that's, that's probably a why it costs. Big downgrade. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Huh. But um, uh, it was it's still very good. Yeah. Is 
the competitor ones like Procreate and that, are they vector? No. Um I know the that um Adobe Fresco has vector and pixel. Which is nice. Okay. So there might be a, but, um, a procreate way to do it, but not that I've yeah. come across. Right. Hmm. Uh, do you want to describe the difference between pixel and vector digital sketching? Zoom in. One's yeah, I, mean, like, I, can't, I guess I can't go into it <laughs> technically, but no? it's obviously made is up that, of small that, little is pixels, that not right? I guess, right? If you well, zoom in on one... And when yeah, you zoom in, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but... it's blurry. <laughs> so... When you're when you're drawing smooth, <laughs> when you're drawing on a pixel-based drawing software, you yeah you, you have a fixed amount of pixels, and when you zoom in, the pixels just get larger and larger because you're zooming in on the actual pixels. So you've got some pen that covers these pixels; it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger until, if you zoom in enough, where the pixels are actually the size of your screen, you'll then see there's a lot more sort of like jagged edges and like where your pen mm-hmm. is only on that pixel and it's a square of your colour. So that you'll get a lot more sort of artifacts when you zoom in on a pixel-based drawing software. Whereas vector-based, it actually it actually me- like doesn't measure it, but when you draw a straight line in a diagonal, it'll go, this is where it starts in relation to the canvas, and this is where it ends in relation to the canvas. So whenever, how much you zoom in, you're not zooming in on the pixels. You're actually just zooming in and you're just getting closer and closer to the line. So the line's getting bigger and bigger, but the pixels stay the same size. And it's just remembering the positions of the lines you draw. Mm. So the best thing about this is, yes, you can zoom right in and get right into the action of stuff, and things aren't really pixely and, and horrid. Um, and I some, know like on limits. Photoshop, you can also go back and change the kind of path as well. If you use the pen tool, for example, mm. you can edit the path and it automatically updates. Yeah, which is so, I mean, so. the the vector stuff is a lot more useful, but it's it's how you basically can do really detailed stuff and things don't mm. really get pixelated, and why a lot of these like logos and stuff you can blow them up massively because they're they're not done on pixel based stuff; they're based done on vector based stuff. So you can basically blow yeah. up however, however big you want. Mm. So, oh, that's very interesting that what we use at uni is no longer vector based because that's what the whole unit was about doing vector based drawings. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's. But I mean, it's like it's what you think it is. It's exactly the same as drawing on a, mm. on paper with the added benefit you can go undo and you can also have layers and separate your drawing in layers so you're not drawing over stuff if you ever want to rub stuff out. So it's it just is an, a very useful tool for drawing. And yes, yeah. I'm very jealous. I can't do it yet. Like you can, well, you can with a mouse, just like well, we did it. That's how we did it. We had a mouse. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. There I was a, a there I was could. two tablets, I, I believe, for a class of forty. Uh, I never got to go on one. They and then they're the tablets where you have to. Um, they were the, the, like the bamboo ones, so yeah, there wasn't a screen, no screen on board. No, no, no screen. Yeah, so you've, you've got, got to get look used up. to that, and that takes a long time, just alone. And then you're it's, fighting yeah. with other people to use it. So, um, uh, yeah. when we we had to use Illustrator sometimes for um, design, I don't. We were kind of forced to do it, weren't we? I don't know for like our yeah. crutches project. We're like you have to do like an Illustrator sketch, and it was just so hard to mm. to use it. Just you know, I um, I cheated for that. Yeah, I, entirely I think I did as well. I think I rendered it I in cartoon and keyshot. No, well, I got a render. 
and then just traced over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I sketched it, it's perfect. Ticking a box for the coursework? Oh, endlessly just ticking boxes. Yeah, that's design mm. coursework for you. Yeah. Um, but in so terms of, like, I guess you could, you can sketch on Illustrator if you wanted to use a vector-based software. Yes. You know, that's, that's yeah, an yeah. option. Yeah. But, um, yeah, true. I mean, they all they all do the same sort of stuff. It's just the tools that they give you to do them. Obviously, these ones like mm. Sketchbook Pro, they're they're only for that. Whereas like Illustrator and Photoshop, these other ones, they are also there. They do all these other things. So it's like yeah. you sort of have to find the tools that to do the stuff a bit. It's a quite bit more. overwhelming, sort of, I guess. Isn't you're it? sort of sifting through all the the image manipulations things and and all that um, to, to get to just the things that make you draw a line. But yeah. they all do the same stuff. You can all get the same results from all of them, I guess. But as you were talking about that course, Nick, and we just mentioned Photoshop, the last one was I had written down here is ones we did for things like presentations or portfolio pages, these sort of softwares to do that sort of work. So we did a mm-hmm. lot, like some people use Publisher, Photoshop. Oh. <laughs> you know, <Sorry. laughs> Publisher. <laughs> PowerPoint. <laughs> PowerPoint. There's some PowerPoint <laughs> fans out there, yeah. Um, but they are all we all the things we sort of use to just sort of get yeah. any of the. I was going to say high quality work done. All your work <laughs> should be high quality. But try and get the the finished articles of of work done, mm. basically. Yeah, I would say that Photoshop, like in a lot of the jobs that I've kind of looked at in the past it does kind of ask you for knowledge of illustrator but then i just it's it's weird that they ask for that because i feel like photoshop is certainly wide more widely used generally but in most jobs rather than illustrator but that's you know limited knowledge on my well, part i'm not sure i i have uh, mm-hmm. no input on that as i, so you know, I don't think i've I've ever I've... opened um illustrator apart from that coursework i'm going to be honest mm. with you so going back to 3d modeling Nick, you're a Fusion 360 fan for your uh, freelance work. Why is that? A very good question, Andy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I felt like asking. I asked it um, like an interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I think one of the main reasons I use Fusion 360, especially as a freelancer, it, it does come down to cost. I mean, it it's quite expensive, quite cheap. Sorry, whereas alternative 3d modeling software is you know it's like 10 grand a year for a license or something or one one to two grand for a license i'm not sure but it's kind of out of my budget right whereas i think for fusion i pay like i paid like 400 pounds for the year and um you do have to make sure you own the license because i don't want to get any kind of companies um fined by um by Autodesk or anything because I know in my last workplace they said when they first started using um, SolidWorks they had their student license and they got fined a ridiculous amount of money I think it was like 20 grand or something like that they got fined a lot of money so I would say it's important to use software that you've paid for yeah that's and sensible. in terms of Damn. yeah yeah just, just in case you know I, I, that's the last thing I want um, and I think like I think the main difference is in terms if I just do a comparison between like Fusion 360 and SolidWorks 
because they're the kind of the two that I've used the most. I believe um, Fusion 360 works as like a top-down approach where, um, and I'll explain what the difference is, and I know SolidWorks is like a bottom-up approach. So top-down I believe means that you kind of, you work in like an assembly almost, which you can still do in SolidWorks, and you kind of design the assembly and all the parts in one file, and instead of having to design it as a separate part and bring it in, which you can still do, but you can you essentially work in one one file, and you design everything off each other, and you use other parts as kind of references and things like that, and then you can just create the two D drawings and save the DXFs all from one file. Mm-hmm. Whereas in SolidWorks, at least from my experience, it was really awkward to do that. Like they didn't make yeah. it. It was quite difficult. You can whereas you do tend it. to. You can do it, right? But it's much it's more hard. likely for everything to implode and go red. And <laughs> yeah. You get a lot more you're, you're potential re- referencing issues. Yeah, like you reference like the side of a wall, and then when you take that part from the assembly back into being a single part, it's missing that reference, and suddenly three all your sketches and all your you know extrudes and lofts all screw up. So um, yeah. I find that Fusion tends to do that quite well. Even when I have taken a part out, it's kind, of, it's kind of tend to it saves that reference even from the other model. So in the tree, it will still have that reference, and you can then save it as a single part. So, so that's kind of like quite a nice way of designing it all in one, and you can just save that part as an as an individual file if you wanted to have like all of your individual parts saved in a folder, and then create two D two D drawings from that. But I guess the other thing would be uh, how collaborative Fusion 360 is. Because I know there's like um, links that you can share with people and they can view the, the 3D model without having any software at all. It's like a browser. And they can um, put in, they can give you their input. They can write down, um, you know, oh, we don't like this fillet or we don't like this corner. And that all gets kind of relayed back to me. So, um, it's quite a nice way of just being like a very open and collaborative kind of modeling software. Cool. And um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I like that. There's obviously some flaws to Fusion 360 in terms. It's not as powerful, I guess. Um, and and in terms of the available functions, there's less compared to like SolidWorks, like sheet metal. That they're missing a few kind of essential commands like you can't make any hems you have to model it yourself and things like that so um there's a few basic things that are missing in fusion but i guess the main benefit is that there's always an update so every week there'll be a new update and they would have implemented a new command new um you know new improvements and things like that and you don't have to pay anymore you're always gonna as fusion gets better and better and better you're always just going to have these additional functions and improvements, right? Whereas these other softwares like SolidWorks, you get four big updates a year, and then you have to buy the next year. And that's like another... I think you get the... You get like a, a benefit of having the previous one, so you get like a, a reduction yeah, to upgrade. Yeah, kind of discount. A reduced upgrade, pay. Yeah, yeah discount. But generally you get like... If there's a big bug... You that won't be resolved until like 
one of the quarterly updates, which is kind of a bit irritating. And then once the four updates have rolled out in the year, you then just have to upgrade. So with Fusion, it's all cloud-based, and if there is a problem, it's likely to be fixed pretty quickly, generally. So I'm, that's kind of why I like Fusion. Quite a... And there's generative design, which is really, really interesting, and a whole other beast. But One thing... Um... Uh, sorry, I don't know if you mentioned it. Was it like because you can you can do like a lot of stuff on the cloud? Yeah. On it. Yeah. So mm. that's actually really good for people who don't have as powerful computers that could you know uh, these other all the other major softwares they don't have that option and then you're stuck to using your own your own computers mm. and processing power. Whereas you could actually do stuff like renders and you can queue up multiple renders at once if you don't have access mm. to another rendering software. Um, well, you could get Blender because it's free, but who knows how to use Blender properly? <laughs> but you know, you can you can the rendering on on it is actually really really nice because you you can queue up like mm. fifteen renders all using the clouds like power, and it just does it. Like you know, yeah, you it, could, it, it doesn't slow really, down your computer, really which is really nice. Um, yeah, so that's actually a really really that's big cool. pro for. Especially people, but I guess it's the people they're targeting, the people who are just starting up businesses or just do mm. basically doing like what you're doing. They don't have that much yeah. money to do other stuff. If you can't afford the membership for the other softwares, you probably don't have a top-of-the-line computer either. So it's mm. all those things that all help these sort of new people in, in the industries. So it's really Yeah, nice. you do need to purchase cloud credits to do these yeah, cloud sure. renders. Yeah, yeah. And... Depending on like the level of finish you want these renders, it costs more cl more cloud credits. Mm -hmm. As a student, you get unlimited cloud credits, which is nice. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't. But once you actually, yeah, once you have to actually purchase it, I think you get given a hundred for free, and then I think like just a bog standard um, render of like one image uh, render, no no animation or anything. I think it's like three three credits. Okay. So I mean. One. So. Even if you have to pay for it a bit, like you still have the option to do that. Like yeah. if you needed yeah. a couple of really high mm -hmm. quality renders and you couldn't, you don't think your computer could handle it, and you could do it on the cloud. Yeah. There's the option for and that. Also, really nice. Yeah, like one day when we are allowed back out, if you wanted to just take your laptop, go sit in a cafe, as because it's all cloud based, you have all your files there. Perhaps mm. you save all your other files on like a Google Drive or something, but everything's on the cloud, so you can access everything you don't need to bring another hard drive with you and anything like any additional bulky kind of objects it's just mm. all all online you know it's quite quite handy no that is nice yeah. like we, we do take the mic but it's actually mm. a really good <laughs> software for, for what it's meant yeah. to be for you know so yes yeah, nice i think a big recent addition is the um ability to do like pcb boards and things like that and it's all mm. okay. um it's all kind of together with your assembly and your parts and it, it kind of it the language of it is really good you know so i it's, I, um, I made that noise decent. as if i know how to design a pcb board no i'm not a clue <laughs> absolutely not i, I mean I, I have no idea either but <clears throat> yeah I, I mean it's kind of like a all-in-one package for a reasonable price and as you said it I guess targeted towards startups and people with um, maybe computers that aren't aren't as powerful. You know, it's a quite a it, yeah. It opens it up for a lot yeah, of accessible people, software, and it does a lot. You know. Yeah, 
So I guess the other two main ones for uh, 3D modeling for us to talk about are the the ma the other two, um, mm -hmm. Creo, which is like we oh. said before the PTC package, and Creo. also SolidWorks, which is like the uh, the industry standard. Um, they are so similar, so yeah. similar, um, and yet no companies seem to ask or know what <laughs> Creo is. Yeah, that's which that's is very a shock. I feel like. They remember the name Pro Engineer. That's kind of what I. I put. I now like, put oh, yeah, Pro, Pro Engineer, Engineer. Cre mm. uh, PTC package or whatever. Yeah. Mm, maybe I need but, to do that. Put it in uh, at least put Pro Engineer. Yeah. Pro the Engineer. people that own Creo is PTC, right? As well. Uh, yeah. Potentially. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not actually sure. Who I knows? I think that's who point. I get emails from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, going back on what sure. we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. The um. They're both so similar. They're, they both do the exact same stuff, and they both do it in these very similar ways. Um, mm -hmm. There's some things that some are better than, than others. I think... Potent I mean, I'm a lot better with Creo. It's the one I learnt 3D modelling on. But SolidWorks, everyone seems to say, is easier to use. I disagree, because I, I do things the way it should be on Creo. But that's just me. Um, but I do think... A lot of the stuff f on SolidWorks is probably uh, easier to understand. For example, they've got the like extrude tool. They have split up between cut and boss. So you're either making or you're you're cutting away or you're making. Um, whereas on Creo, they're the exact same thing. Yeah, and that's just easy. <laughs> so, mm. I mean, for it us, it makes sense. To just have press two a button. I mean, yeah, we're saying that because we we learn that there should be in one button and then you just switch it over whereas like some people are like okay I need to cut let's find the cut tool and they're looking for a cut tool which I mean, so, yeah, so, like, you, you always know what you want to do press so. cancel because you've used the wrong one like, oh. I mean yeah so for me it's really frustrating because sometimes I just click I see extrude click it and then you realise you're on the wrong one and then you have to then mm. redo the sketch and everything and it's, it can be really frustrating um, but like we said that's because we're used to the Creo way I think a lot of the stuff in SolidWorks is possibly a bit simpler. There's a few um, mouse commands, like, is it control? Oh, I, only my muscle oh. memory knows it. It might be alt right click and then drag left or right, or control right click, drag left or right. And you can to, save to like favorite views. commands to like a wheel. Or... Yeah, so you got that, but the, the there's like quick uh, motions on it. So it's really oh, nice see, if I you see. want to like snap to the right view or the top view, you just swipe mm. right or up and then it goes to those views. So things like that are really nice for like just your workflow in in uh, SolidWorks. I do feel like there Speed is a lot of things up, with just ease of use in SolidWorks that people find a lot mm -hmm. nicer. Um, potentially some of the uh, referencing stuff is easier to find where bits are referenced to, although again, I'm a lot quicker on Creo, but I've, I've used, used it, it more. Hell of a lot mm. more, yeah. And also, yeah. I'm I'm really actually only thinking about regular solid modeling, whereas at work on on SolidWorks, I pretty much only use sheet metal. Ninety percent of my models are sheet <laughs> metal, so I actually haven't used the solid modeling on SolidWorks anywhere near as much, and I've never used the sheet metal on Creo. So uh, yeah. it's not the best comparison I've got in my head here. So, mm. but one thing I would say. Um, and what something the Creo has always been sort of um, 
was not famous for, but like really good at, is they're really, really good at the sheets, uh, sorry, the surface modeling stuff. Yeah. Um, so this mm-hmm. is sli- the more complicated modeling, slightly more advanced modeling style, but it's something that, because I did some uh, SolidWorks exams, uh, it's just not quite as good on SolidWorks, I don't think. I feel like the Creo mm. just felt better and it failed less. Um, all the exact, all the exact <laughs> same tools, so it's a they're pretty similar. But I feel like Creo, I just got on better with. Um, uh, and another thing, I feel like Creo is really, really good with when you compare the two is the assembly stuff with all the you can add mechanisms in your and do analysis stuff inside Creo, which is really, really, really good. So, for example. I used it just earlier. I was ch- testing some stuff with this 3D printer I've modelled. You can actually put in a functional belt in Creo and then have a motor spinning um, in Creo and have that have the machine work that out and then work out the stresses on particular mm, gears really all inside mm-hmm. Creo. And that's a really, really, really good thing. You can actually have these like kinematic movements and actual mechanisms working in your, in your mm. assemblies, which... Uh, I feel like you probably could do this in SolidWorks, but Creo, like they've always had this sort of thing. So I think the the functionality is probably a lot mm. more there for for the Creo side of stuff. Um, but that's what Creo has always been sort of uh, known for and good at is the assembly side of stuff, and and it's got a lot of stuff based in there, like Creo Simulate side of stuff, which is actually a different mm. software you have to open separately, but it's sort of all within the package, which is really nice. Yeah, um, so I think we've only scratched the surface of the simulate oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would compare to some other ones because that was another sort of software I was going to talk about. If you're going more engineering side of stuff, I used a software called Abacus, yeah, Abacus um, on my master's, and that was a pure simulation software. Uh, like, I don't know how the internal stuff of actual simulate stuff would work for um, the 3D modeling softwares. I'm not actually sure if it's anywhere in the ballpark of these dedicated ones. Probably mm. not, but you know, it depends on the level what you need to simulate, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But at least Creo has that things where you can like at least see you because you can do a gearbox and see all the gears mesh and work together and check your mechanisms it's all pretty, work. It's pretty satisfying. That's like cool. put a motor on something and see things spinning around to see if you get any collisions. Things like that are really, mm. really nice. Um, so that, I think, <laughs> that was probably just uh, us being very biased <laughs> towards Korea, but they are both very, very, very similar softwares. And you know, if you learnt one, you'd probably love it over the other one either way. Um, but yeah, that they do exactly yeah. what you expect them to be able to do. Anything to design any product, so you can basically do on those. Exactly. With then they both have rendering. They all use the same they tools, both have don't they? Simulation side of stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, they're they're all they're very versatile. Yeah. Probably, yeah. but like you said they're probably a step above, like what you use. I forgot the name. I keep thinking Google Sketchup. Fusion. Fusion 360. 360. Sorry. Um, they're probably <laughs> the step above that in terms of just pure tools and power to do stuff. Mm. But then there's I other think, softwares um, that are above SolidWorks and Creo, like Katir, which is what all the F1 teams mm. use. 
which is actually part of the one of the packages. It might be SolidWorks or Cray. One of well, the two. I know um, it's in the same by the same company, just their more advanced software. Yeah, I know Autodesk. I guess their more advanced um, parametric modeling software would be Inventor. I guess wouldn't it? Oh, I guess it would. Yeah. That's, yeah, well, that's quite a popular talks one about as well. Inventor a lot actually. Yeah, because that's very parametric stuff. Because mm. he yeah. said he worked at a company that basically designed um, vent- venting systems for kitchens, mm-hmm. and they it was all parametric. So you'd like do that, write in some like basically code about yeah. the size of the room and stuff. Then it would do the design for you. So I think mm. Inventor's a lot better than other softwares for that sort of stuff. But it's a lot mm. more sort of niche that, use. That's I guess. something that they have like implemented in Fusion. So I've done yeah, it like, yeah. as like a test of like you can model a table and you just kind of write in an equation saying that this leg is equal to this, mm-hmm. you know, times this or whatever. And then as soon as you change one thing, you yeah. can just kind of scale the part as so easily as long That's as you good. kind of put yeah. in the groundwork. Because those initially. things are in really interesting. other ones, like the relations, because mm. we or Andy had a group yeah. work. Uh, doing relations at uni, I I don't think they're as good as the inventors one. Inventors mm. just seems to be crazy, but I could be wrong. I think there could be some people doing some discussingly complicated things in the career one. Oh, I, I, bet, I, I don't bet. really know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was just the things we did were pretty simple. It was just changing, mm. I don't Lengths. know, cha- yeah, changing the length of something, changing the size of a circle. Yeah. Uh, of your sketch and then it just affects the whole thing but I mean yeah I'm sure you can get some crazy mm-hmm. maths yeah. going on oh yeah I know yeah. there's one thing that SolidWorks had which I assume probably Creo probably has the same thing and all these other ones that Fusion didn't was when I was designing for stamping like and, yes. I, and I was on I was on YouTube a lot of people just designed the stamp in, in like a basic way and then you basically use that to just stamp out a piece of sheet metal and it kind of made it for you rather than modeling it and it seemed mm. to be a lot easier yeah, and sure is. I you, you can't really ever tried. You, yeah it seemed like it seemed really quick and it's not something you can do like you couldn't like stamp something out in fusion you just had to model model the part as it would have been stamped yeah. whereas in these more powerful softwares you can just make the i guess like the die right that's kind of yeah you get like profiles for stuff Mm. so you can download the actual like stamp head profile and then you can then just basically place it wherever you want in the model Mm. yeah things like that are quite nice that was stuff we covered in one of the exams i did for solidworks for sheet metal Mm. that's Um, cool i cannot remember the name of the actual thing but it's basically like you know when you see uh like normally on like pc cases and stuff yeah you might have like a cut and then a bit like folded out Mm-hmm. Um, stamped out that a lot of stuff of that is all done by profiles because it's a standardized shape mm-hmm. so anything like that yeah you get a load, load of profiles and you can then just put them wherever you want on, on your, your model but yeah things mm-hmm. like that I guess the smaller softwares may not have but again the people using them probably wouldn't have as much of a need for that No, because that exactly. generally exactly. comes a lot more sort of big industrial equipment yeah 100% yeah I feel like it's got your basic like CNC and hobbyist, I guess. Like if you're a hobbyist or a small company. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. I guess um, I don't know if you have anything else, just anything more to say about Korea and that. I know that there's loads of other alternatives. I, mean, I know I'm using Solid about, Edge soon, but we can talk about Korea for years. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no one wants to hear that. I don't think. <laughs> go for, go for the I, um, the rendery boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I will say that once you kind of learn one, it's just different names in different softwares. You, you end and up unfortunately you get recruiters that don't yeah cr- recruiters don't seem to know that that like, oh yes. you don't know how to use this software it's like yeah but this is I think it's exactly the same I said this to you in the uh, the job getting a job one where I just yeah. put that I had three years experience in SolidWorks and I'd never touched it mm-hmm. yeah. and I had to do a test in the, the interview an exam I guess in the interview and it was like I'm just modeling something normal. I just had to hover over yeah. the buttons to work out what one was which. But they, all, they said, all do the same stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's, it's so annoying. Like, I may not have even mm. got an interview if I'd said I didn't use that software. It's, it's so yeah, annoying. That's problem. But hey, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about what rendering software we use then at uni? Yeah. Let's, I guess let's go on yeah. to rendering, right? So we were so, I know Keyshot fans. Yes. At uni, weren't we? Keyshot Pro, we had access to one of the most expensive programs there is, <laughs> and very powerful. And very what yeah. what I did, I don't know what you guys did, but what I did is I uploaded my model, imported my model, sorry, found a bit of wood, slap it on, hit the render button. And Maybe that was a change sh- the grain sizes a little bit. No, 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 I didn't know how to do not, that. Not to start with. <laughs> not not, not, uh, not yeah, to start point. with. That's a good but point. Later on, with. yeah, but oh my god, to start with, it's such a powerful program and we made it just some horrendous looking some of objects. Our... And, I, and I guess on that, obviously our, on our first year we used SketchUp, right? And we had to design like the most ergonomic, you know, the most um, like aesthetically pleasing products no what's the word um very like curvy and organic um, organic there we go the most organic shapes going we had to do um, blenders like oakley sport glasses of course like the streamlined toasters and all that kind of stuff and um oh and we were using sketchup but luckily fusion um no, let's get off fusion, Nick. Damn it, get off fusion. <laughs> um, Keyshot, um, Keyshot makes everything look good. So even if you've done like a shit render, you yeah. can duck that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that um, helps. yeah, Keyshot just makes everything look good. And even when you're not very good at it, it's so user friendly, right? You can just drag and drop materials on it. So it's yeah. quite. Oh yeah, once you've once you've learned how to make things look alright, you're mm. you're fine. Yeah, and, and it's, I mean, so, it's so I guess, easy to use. Yeah, I I can see why. You know why it's so expensive, just because of the experience of using it. It's just so simple, and I I never really delved, explored Keyshot to its fullest at all at uni. Like I didn't know about the the UV mapping and material mapping and all of this really like interesting complicated yeah. stuff um that's you know i'd like if i got if i had keyshot now i i would like to learn it like fully but um i guess all of this stuff is available in blender as like an alternative 
for rendering. It's, it's just a bit harder to now. use, right? See, I think the main so... difference between them is Keyshot is designed to be used with these 3D modeling softwares. Mm. So all of the stuff... So, like, for example, Keyshot, all the menus work in a very, very similar way to the render sections in all these softwares. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, you drag, drop a material, you do this, do that. It's all very similar. Whereas Blender is actually primarily for, like, video animation stuff. So its layout and the way it actually is all works and the way you interact with it all is probably more similar to these video softwares. So... Mm -hmm. It become this is why it's really hard for people like us to learn it because we actually have no experience in that sort of style of um, of software at all. So yeah, it it can do all the stuff and actually, well, I don't know what key, the newest Keyshot's like now, but the Blender, what I've seen, can do actually more probably than Keyshot. It's open source; mm. they're constantly adding new things, making it more and more powerful. Um, and the animations you can do on it are obviously insane because they're to actually Incredible. make full-on animated like films if you want to. Yeah, like Pixar quality animations. It's like, mad that it's free. Yeah. yeah, well, it's mm. all open source, which is hopefully mm. it stays that way. Obviously, but it is it is an incredibly powerful software. It's just fun. I mean. I mean, maybe it's hard for everyone, even if you come from a video editing software or animations like work. I'm not sure, but especially for us, it's so different. It works in such a different way. You don't just drag mm. and drop a material. You have to create materials and and all sorts. It, it is just very different, but very very good and very rewarding when you can start to like learn it and understand it a bit better. Mm-hmm. And also very, very free, right? Very, so very free. Very free. Yeah. I mean, to be honest Whereas... with you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to torture yourself a bit, you could teach yourself how to 3D model in it and render in it and then not touch mm -hmm. any other software. Just full-on model and render in Blender, which some people can model crazy things in Blender. Mm. Yeah, and they it's, make it look yeah. so easy. It's hardly any clicks. It's just bam, 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 chair. Like, like, I like I like follow some like tutorial and they're like saying all the shortcuts they're doing and like I can't even follow it. I don't even like it's, it's so hard sometimes. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it is. But it's so rewarding. Like the stuff that mm. software can do because it has a lot of AI, uh, not AI, UI stuff in it that makes when you know what you're doing, it like becomes a lot lot easier. And it has a lot of mm. actually does have a lot of AI stuff for um post processing images to like make stuff less grainy and all things like this. It's actually so nice. It's so clever. So and that's incredible. pretty much all we're gonna really talk about with the blend the rendering stuff because that's the only good one that we can have we could touch. Yeah. Like we I mean... use we use Keyshot but it's thousands of pounds to use it in it. Yeah. So. I guess one piece of advice would be to learn it while you can, right? Learn take it take advantage yeah. of the software that you don't got have access, access to, to after uni, right? Do it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's a very, very good And um, yeah, it, it's not too it's not too expensive, but for like an individual, if you want to, I think it was like seven hundred and fifty pounds for a year for Keyshot. Mm. I mean, and, I guess it's one of those things yeah. that isn't too much. It's not too much if you break stuff. it down, right? But, but like, but most people, the company one will be more than that. Most people doing renders yeah. and stuff might not even have a job. 
They they might be mm. trying to do renders like we're doing in our free time without a job. Well, we we have jobs, but like you know, do, <laughs> but not using it for to, the job. Yeah, to get a job, and then mm. at that point it's like that's very expensive. Yeah. If, if you if you like like for example Nick, you doing freelance stuff, you're making some money. That then might become more of a thing that's more worth it for you because you actually are making money from it. But just if you're just doing it just to render stuff that you're not even going to make money off of, it mm. it, it seems very expensive. Yeah, I mean, usually what would happen for me would be I make a render just to kind of show a client, but it's not going to be like a marketing piece or anything. Mm. And then they just get professional photography done down the line, right? That's kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I I suppose there are other like uh, rendering packages. I think I I heard one called Occitane, which I've heard is like a, a good one. Um, uh, I don't think it's uh, Mac compatible, so that's why I've not tried it. And um, it's the bane of I your life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like your catchphrase: <laughs> not Mac compatible. <laughs> not Mac compatible. Yeah, uh, and um, you're right. I say. Yeah, perhaps, but <laughs> I, I, I do like it. I, I do like it. It's expensive, but it's all good. Uh, you. Uh... See, I'm d- saying all this now, but you're ripping to me enough when I eventually get a Mac. So, <laughs> no Macs are very good. They're just yeah, I mean, if you if you are going to be rendering, you probably don't want a Mac. <laughs> like if you're if you're rendering as like a, for a career, you want a very powerful PC, right? You don't want to, yeah. Unless you get the Mac Pro, yeah. Mac but, Pro, um, get like the Mac Pro grand or something. <laughs> Pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, it'd, yeah, it'd, it'd, it'd be amazing, but for four grand, imagine the PC again, you could get. Imagine, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you can get the ultra professional one, which would be like fifty grand with everything. So. <laughs> the ultra, yeah. ultra professional, the one that doesn't come with wheels. That's an additional extra. It's like eight grand for the wheels. I think it was expensive <laughs> for the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like. I don't know if you have any, if you've used any other rendering software at all. You see a lot of people uh, no. render with Photoshop and stuff. Like, I was, was going to say, apart that. from like just doing the built-in rendering software on like Fusion 360, Creo, SolidWorks, I mm. haven't touched any others apart from those. I basically yeah. want to use Keyshot, forced to use Blender, but I'm kind of happy about it. I'm learning a lot Blender. Mm. Every single render I do, I learn a lot more with it, so I'm getting yeah. a lot better results now. Probably similar results to what I had on Keyshot before um, mm. although if I stayed on Keyshot I would be, it probably would be a lot better but um, yeah I, I think Blender's good for me to, to keep working on especially it's free yeah. and hopefully will be free forever that's and I, I all do, I want yeah I do think that when you do learn the the, the mapping side of rendering in Blender I'm sure that would be transferable across to Keyshot if you ever did use that in the industry. I mean, I think well, like creating cause... material side of stuff is all all going to be very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so. Yeah. I can't imagine they'd mix it up from one to the other. That just doesn't seem... Yeah. Because it'll be all very similar people working on the same softwares for that sort of aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Like you'd imagine exactly. so. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'd, I'd never really looked at that in Keyshot, so I can't really compare the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some of the renders you like. You Google it. Some of the renders are just beautiful. It does make you just kind of like, oh, well, I do like, render, you can like, see the appeal of rendering on, 
or is that <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, product yeah. photo? Is that render a render or real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a goal. Yeah. I'll get there slowly because um, I'm not. I just can't put sink as much time into it as I need to to get photorealistic renders all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because it it will take so much so much time to learn that to get to that level. I know um my new job uses Keyshot for rendering. Very nice. But they say they use it mainly just to kind of put it in situ and then show to the higher ups to kind of get them on board and kind of yeah. So see if you get, can bring your work laptop home. So, yeah. So true. That, that I, hopefully, hopefully I can, I can you I'll be learning it soon. So no, getting nice. back into it. So fingers crossed. I'll be very jealous. <laughs> but do we have anything else we wanted to talk about? No, no, no. I think I we're feel uh, like covered it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I think we've we rambled a bit. I think of course. Um, stand, of course, of course. I think <laughs> we could probably go on for hours talking about yeah, software. But no one, honest, no one be, wants to hear us no talk one wants about to software. Hear it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Yeah, wrapping cool. up. Yeah, so I guess that's everything we wanted to talk about. We sort of covered all the software we use, and then some alternatives and differences between those. Um, you know, they're all, they're pretty much sort of what you'd expect you would need for design. There's probably like four sort of cat- main categories of stuff you might be touching. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that sort of. You know, it doesn't really matter which particular one you're taught at uni, um, because you just need to make sure that you, you know you tell the pe- people that are going to hire you that you know these are there's transferable skills in all of them. They all work <laughs> exactly. in the same way. So there's actually there isn't really a better software over the other because you're learning all the same stuff and can get all the same level of work from each of them. Um, exactly. Yeah, I think that is everything from us. Unless you two yeah. have anything else to add, any closing thoughts? No, nothing to add. Thanks no for watching. thoughts. Thank you for okay. watching. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Downloading. Cheers, people. Thanks Bye-bye. for watching. Bye. Bye.